with the coming of dawn by leslie n johnson from weird tales july 1926 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org read by dale grothman with the coming of dawn by leslie n johnson all was quiet in the death chamber. The guard trod the narrow strip of carpet that ran around the death cell carefully. Lest he awaken from his fitful slumbers, the figure sprawled in the roll of blankets on the small cot within. From somewhere in the building came a muffled booming of a clock. It was midnight. Dr. Bloss, convicted murderer, stirred. Quickly he jumped to his feet, and rushed to the steel bars that separated him from the guard. "'What time is it, guard?' he asked excitedly. "'Just midnight,' the guard answered, noting the bloodless fingers that encircled the bars in a vice-like grip. A relieved expression fell upon the pallid face at the words. The nervous play of facial muscles was momentarily halted, and the man sank into a scarred chair beside the little table. Six hours, he muttered. Six hours. The words died away in a harsh whisper as his head dropped between his outspread arms. Limply he sat there, until the twitching body and labored breathing told of the tempest of his emotions. With a sudden wild cry, he leapt to his feet, his eyes wide with maniacal fury. They shall not! They shall not hang me! he shouted at the top of his voice. He threw himself against the wooden bars, beating upon them with clenched fists, cried out hoarsely at the futility of it all. Spent, he fell sobbing to the floor and grew quiet in the arms of blessed unconsciousness. The changing of the guards aroused the condemned man. "'What time is it, guard?' he asked anxiously. He was quiet now, but his face was set with the rigidity of marble, and his eyes gleamed with a new light, a light of triumph and fixed purpose. Five o'clock.' "'It's nearly time,' muttered the prisoner. "'Guard, may I have a pencil and paper?' "'You may have anything you want within reason. That's the law.' the guard answered as he turned into the little anteroom. Hastily, Dr. Blass wrote. He wrote until his eyes went to the window of the chamber, and he beheld the first streaks of the coming dawn. His nervous fingers relaxed their hold, and the pencil clattered to the uncovered tabletop as the doctor stared at the breaking day. "'It's daylight!' gasped the prisoner incredulously and his eyes fell to the single sentence he had written. Rather would I die by my own hand, proclaiming my innocence, than die on the scaffold and be regarded as guilty. With a sudden gesture of decision, he turned to the sentry. May I have a glass of water? As the guard disappeared into the anteroom, Dr. Blass took hold of the large stone in his ring, the ring the warden, as a last concession, 
had allowed him to wear into the death cell, unscrewed the top, and, from the cavity under the stone, removed a small white pellet. With the water, he swallowed it. I thank you for this last courtesy, guard. I'm going to lie down now. Goodbye. Silently, the guard grasped the slim, cold fingers extended between the bars, and turned away with a strange tightening of his throat muscles as the condemned man rolled onto his blankets. The ringing of the telephone broke the silence of the death chamber. The telephone that was connected to the warden's office. Into the anteroom dashed the guard, to emerge with a happy shout. Dr. Blass, they have granted you a reprieve. You are to have a new trial. Dr. Blass, wake up, cried the guard. The figure on the cot remained quiet and still, and the guard on entering found Dr. Blass beyond the reach of human voice. A ghastly, triumphant smile, frozen on his dead lips. The End of With the Coming of Dawn by Leslie N. Johnson